This episode of With Love and Justice for All is brought to you by Bliss Books and Wine. Bliss Books and Wine is an independent black-owned bookstore for wine enthusiasts and book lovers. Listed as one of the black-owned bookstores in America that amplify the best in literature by OprahDaily.com, Bliss Books and Wine is your go-to for all your favorite titles, including ebooks and audiobooks. And when we buy from black-owned businesses, we are helping to create a world of racial equity. When ordering online, use the code 846BOOK for a 10% discount. That's 846-B-O-O-K for a 10% discount at blissbooksandwine.com. In order to advance racial equity, there is work for white people and people of color to do together and separately. The Project Sanctus Affinity Groups provide safe spaces for people to work within their own racial and ethnic groups. Join us every first and third Wednesday of the month at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Zoom for brave, vulnerable conversations and for building culture through engaging embodied practices. For more details and registration, visit ProjectSanctus.com. Exploring the healing and culture-building practices of embodied anti-racism. This is With Love and Justice for All with Reverend Ogan Holder and Reverend Kelly Isola. Hello. Welcome to With Love and Justice for All. Oh, my goodness. Uh, This is episode 59. If you're paying attention, you're probably going, wait, wasn't the last episode 60? Yes, it was. Clearly, we have forgotten how to count. And last week... It should have been 59, but we had skipped and we'd skipped the headlines week and forgot to update the episode count. It's a whole thing. We are limping along here. Anyways, uh, it is episode 59, and this is we're calling it. It's, it's our it's our post-election episode. We're calling it the red trickle and other <coughs> headlines. I'm Reverend Ogan Holder here with my partner in crime and consciousness, Reverend Kelly Isla. How are you, Reverend Kelly, today? I'm doing pretty good. I'm I uh, feel some relief from the red trickle. Yes. And uh, yes, in case in case our listeners forget, we we have a good part of our strategic plan is about ish. So in terms of episode numbers, yeah. Well, it's it's when's all said and done, the number of episodes are correct. The numerical order may not be. So that's we're right. Gonna, we're gonna go with that. Just look for the highest number. Um, here on With Love and Justice for All, we have conversations around embodied anti-racism, dismantling oppression, fostering liberation, and we give an emphasis to the special challenges that arise doing this work as spiritual seekers and spiritual communities. As always, thank you folks who are listening all over the country, all over the world. We are inter- we are international. We are multinational. I guess, is that the same thing? Maybe. Well, sure. we actually technically are because your your yeah, home I, is Barbados. I, I am from a different nation. You're right. That's right. You're right. So. I was not going with that, but let's go with that. <laughs> um, we'll go with that. So, uh, yes, today today's going to be a very good news focused episode. Uh, um, at the time of our recording, let's be clear we're still we're still counting votes. The 
the Republicans are still looking on track to take over the House. Um, as of right now, um, there are 208 seats in have won and the Democrats 187. They need 218 for control. And the Senate is still too close to call. We've got, uh, what is it, Arizona and Nevada still undecided at this point in terms of the vote. And Georgia. And we know Georgia's going to run off on December 6th. So it is still quite possible that Republicans could gain control of both House and Senate when this is all done. However, Right. Big, have, however, big, big, however, big, however, um, it was not the shellacking, the quote unquote, so-called red wave that it said was coming. No. Uh, the millennials turned out and turned up. Sorry, the Gen, the Zers. Gen Zers. Sorry, yeah. the Gen Zers. I, f- I forget they're not the youngest group anymore. I have aged. The Gen Zers, like my daughter's age, uh, <laughs> yes. showed up and showed out and um, started to write the ship a little bit. Um, so we're going to get into a lot of the details about that. So many records were made and set um, during this election. So yeah, we're going to talk about that in a bit and some other good things that are going on. Um, but first first some uh some opportunities for you to join us in some work yeah we have uh first of all you can always join the conversation here on uh, facebook or on instagram you can find us our handle is at get our holy on um we have a phone you can call and leave a message 413-438-4659 which is 413 get holy this Saturday, um, it's there's still plenty of time to register for our play shop that's this Saturday, November 12th, uh, depending on when you're listening to it, this Saturday, maybe after Saturday. And it, so it's it's uh, November 12th from 10 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And this is, uh, it's called uh, Love and Rage, a contemplative play shop on liberation. So it's about love, it's about rage, it's about... Uh, redefining our relationship with anger with rage um and um and just loving ourselves deeper and um moving more into decolonizing um our thinking and our ways of being and so we're going to be in conversation contemplation it really is a contemplative play shop it's not i didn't want to use the word workshop um and then we'll close our day there'll be a, a nice lunch break in the middle you know, we'll close our day with a ritual, but there's still time to register. Um, we would love for you to join us. Um, you know, it, there isn't, especially now with, you know, the, the just the crazy world we live in, that um, being able to have our anger, knowing and learning that it is, when it's held in a container of love, it, it really can move us into healing and, and just showing up differently um, in our lives not have to being so stressed, right, and and worried. We also have on um, two workshops, it's the same workshop, it's called Talking to Your People. We have one on November 19th and one on December 3rd. It's not a part one, part two, it's gonna be the same thing um, in terms of learning to talk with your people. Uh, with these midterm elections that are, who knows, will not be necessarily done for weeks, Um, The holidays are coming up. There's just, and more and more, you know, as a result of the pandemic, we really, really have struggling on on how to connect and how to have difficult conversations around racism and uh, all forms of discrimination. Um, And and very often the the conversations just devolve into these very intense disagreements uh, drawn along party lines and um, just people opting out 
um, of relationship, which is not really our way forward if we want to create a world that we want, a world that works. So this is a really a role play, very a lot of practice. You know, bring your your own scenarios. We'll have lots of of our own to practice with to how to you know plan ahead of time what to do during and what to do after and you know in those spontaneous moments which is often when those difficult conversations come up um, but we really don't want we want to support individuals in having authentic um, relationships that may be uncomfortable and you can do it you know you, you we, we have the potential and the power to to have difficult conversations without beating each other up on uh, December, um, so that was what did I say, November 19th and, and December 3rd from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern. And you can find all of this on our website, projectsanctus.com. On Wednesday or Thursday, December 1st from 2 to 4 Eastern time, uh, we're doing a short workshop through Unity of Canada. Um, and it's called From Privilege to Power. And this is just a very brief, it's two hours. Um, but being able to be aware of the privilege and power that each of us may hold um and how we can um really use those privileges as our best resources right using rather not the power over but power with um so again you can find out more on um project sanctus and then mark your calendar save the date our next 846 book club is starting in january 10th and we are going to um, be going through the book american detox the myth of wellness and how we can truly heal january 10th through february 7th um, those are tuesday evenings 9 uh, 7 30 to 9 30 eastern and on one of those nights one of the five nights uh the author carrie kelly will be joining us and it's really um uh, the, the book is really uh, quite powerful around this myth of wellness um, and how we can learn to confront and dismantle the toxic systems that are built within the wellness community. Um, anything else, you know, and our usual affinity groups, first Wednesdays and third Wednesdays, and you can find that on our website. We're I think getting busy. It. Yeah, I think, okay. I think, I think that's it. Um, so as we all know by now, if you've been paying attention, um, the midterms did not turn out nearly as bad as we thought they were going to be, um, at least for, you know, those of us with right thinking sense in our heads. Um, <laughs> those of others, us that are right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, so today we... We we wanna we wanna focus on that. Where I want to start is a couple of things um, is with abortion, mm. and there were five states that had this abortion issue on the ballot, and all five states decided that they would choose to support uh, preserving um, preserving. Um, body autonomy so like for some yep. states was going to codify it into their state uh constitution that abortion would be illegal and the uh, voters turned up and said no we're not we're not amending our constitution to do that we want to protect um that health care right um so yeah that happened i know in five states in five Even states even kentucky even kentucky everyone was shocked when kansas did it yeah yeah kansas. so 
so that was that was a really big piece of again hope and it's one of those things that you know even state at state after state after state people are saying no we this is a healthcare this is a right we want to hold on to it and hopefully again you know uh, a brother can dream uh the republican party will hear this and let it go and stop trying to yeah. push the issue but you know what they're they're known for trying to push issues that people don't want right they keep trying to say yes this is, this is the thing you should want and we keep saying no we don't want it right but that's not gonna stop them but no. but hopefully this this will and and i and it you know it harkens back to it harkens back to you know when we were having the fights around same-sex marriage right we were keep keep being told this is the thing you you, you should want um to keep marriage between the man and the woman and state after state after state all the way to the supreme court said now nah, we're good we're, we're good with people loving each other regardless of their sex their gender their identity and if they and if they want to succumb to the drudgery i mean the joy of marriage they are they're welcome to it as well they're welcome to it as well i noticed you slipped in there a little you were hearing things yeah I don't okay know, i don't know i said joy up i don't know what you heard yeah okay okay <laughs> you know what i what i what's i mean just squirrel moment that when you talk about so you know an overwhelming percentage of americans say we want xyz yeah. you know like um bodily autonomy yes and and yet i don't i get really confused you know the supreme court comes along and says no not so much but i'm like wait a minute who you know if there's such a disconnect between you know things where most americans say they want xyz but then somebody else has a different agenda i i, I just well we know it's a it's a it's a power play it's a play for power it's not a it's not a it's it's not that they care it's a it's a play for power it's oh the, right silly things, me you know we'll get votes um and increasingly that's changing um, yeah that's why again no politician is out there arguing for a you know heterosexual marriage platform right, right. Because that, that's been decided people have moved on and no one cares about that anymore we're good well and it's it's Hopefully. i think it's part of that too is i think it was really underestimated that um you know the the republicans were pushing so hard about inflation and everybody's big issue yeah. is inflation and the price of gas and price of groceries and really i think didn't get how important right. you know abortion um well based uh, on based on exit polls it was the economy inflation all that was the yeah. issue and the second one was this abortion right issue. But I think the Republicans underestimated exactly how much it was still an issue. How much it was still an issue. So yep. Um, yep. good for all Yay. you states. Good for all you states and all the people in the states, all the women in those states, all the Gen Zers in the states. By the way, by the way, so you know, Poland is a Poland is a weird thing. Take it or leave it. Mm -hmm. Polls are sometimes right, sometimes not. But when um, the Gen Zers were polled. 40% of them, this is before uh, before the midterms, before the eighth, 40% of them said they were going to vote in the midterms versus th this same uh, the same group in the last midterms, 25% of them said they were going to vote. Mm. 
So it went from 25 to 40. Why? Because yeah, specifically believe because of that abortion issue, the bear was poked or the bear cub, rather, they're Gen Zers. The cubs were poked <laughs> and they came out to play and said, no, no. So good for them. Um, I want to. Well, I also think there's there's the climate change in there. Oh, yeah. there's, there's, there's that, you too. know, there's there's that, too. Although I have I have. I have mixed response around Gen Zers and their love of climate, yeah. uh, climate change and, and climate protection because uh, Gen Zers, even millennials, heavy into the whole crypto thing, which is perhaps one of the things that is just burning up a lot of fossil fuels uh, yeah. because of what it takes to run the computers to generate crypto. So again, you know, I don't often agree a lot with bill maher but he makes a big point of this you can't you can't say you care about climate and you are heavy into crypto because right yeah so right there's that um in other sort of mixed good news good news sort of um i want to bring it to my home state my current home state of maryland maryland elected and i voted for its first black governor yay he's democrat he's black and as exciting and as history making as, as that is, he is only in the history of this fair land, this whole country, the third elected black governor, the yep. third. And we've had more than 2000. The third right. elected, I'm gonna say that again, folks. We still on one hand counting fingers, the third elected black governor. Yep. I think there was another governor that, um, he was lieutenant governor and then the actual governor died and he was, you know, inherited the position, but then was mm -hmm. elected. But right. in terms of elected governor, third, we almost had yeah. four with Stacey Abrams. She did not cross the finish line, unfortunately, because Georgia's Georgia. But that's both Got to keep, keep the old white racist yeah. man in power. And sort of depressing in the history of the United States. Yeah. <laughs> 2022. And this is only our third elected black governor. I don't know if I can emphasize how horrible yet wonderful. That I, is. I was just going to say that like it's it. I would think it feels wholly dissonant inside. Like, yay and really only the yay third one. Are you kidding me? Right. All at the, all at yep. the same time. But anyways, yep. um, let's go through some other things. Some other amazing um, records. Let's do the first. This is the first, yeah. Hit, hit, Let's hit. go through these first. Sure. So you said Westmore, um, Maura yeah. Healy. Maura Healy, the first openly gay person and first woman to be elected governor of Massachusetts. My former home state made me proud. Made me proud. Yeah. Well, maybe it's maybe you need to keep moving and the states Apparently. will elect the, the right people. <laughs> well, you know, I did live in Virginia for a while and they dropped the ball the last election. Yeah. So, you know, two out of three ain't bad. And yeah. I lived in Missouri. Missouri did good too, right? Missouri did some good stuff. Like they actually, didn't they legalize cannabis for- We uh, did. Yes. Did, yes. So, so but yes, we, so we reelected this insane, you know, racist old white man that's, you know, done illegal things yeah. and beat his wife and on and on. So we elected him. I didn't, but he was elected, you know, the Senate. And on the other hand, uh, legalized cannabis. You need you need something to cope with having a person like that. 
So. Yes, that's yes, very true. Very so, true. There you go. Good um, call. Yes, you're you're welcome. Also, also legalized for recreational use for the first time in in my state of Maryland as well. So, uh, yep, mm. good, good 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 for that. So basically, pretty much now, wherever I go to visit people, I can go. I can I can go get me some relax. <laughs> there we go. I, I, I like that's it. why I'm it was. A, that's why we voted for it. You know, so you'd come visit. There, there you yeah. go. There you go. All right. Um, what else we got? Uh, speaking of Gen Z's, Maxwell Frost, 25 years old in Florida, representing Florida in the House. Good for him. Good for, yeah. you know, yeah, that was very, that was very exciting to see. Um, mm -hmm. And conversely, what was almost equally exciting was that Lauren Boebert was was steadily losing her race uh as of this recording what are we recording thursday almost 3 30 p.m she's pulled ahead by a few dozen votes um and it's looking like she might be reelected. but we were all everybody was excited there for a minute because yep. i mean it was it was a race that people were kind of like the democrats weren't even paying attention to because they didn't think it was even likely and when they interviewed many, many people in that state, they were like, "Any anybody but her." Jeez. Anybody, I know, I know. What is wrong with these Democrats? Ugh. So we make we make these, you know. So the, there's some really good good things that have gone on with these elections. Now, you know, need people to like actually get up off their ass and do some shit. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, congrats to Michigan not only re-electing um, Gretchen Whitmer as their governor but she won by double digits and mm. I think they also flipped like was it the Michigan House and or Senate yeah I, I they gained the whole, state control the whole legislation now is now Democratic con yep. control Mich Michigan is Good. a blue state um, took the whole state so so congrats there what other what are the first we got going on we got Summer Lee the first black woman elected to Congress from Pennsylvania nice uh, and Anthony Brown, the first Black Attorney General of Maryland. There, see, you got some stuff going on in Maryland. There, we yes, yes, we do. <laughs> let's hope it. It's let's hope it. There's a little wave starting to move out. Mm -hmm. um, um, and then uh, Becca Bayland, um, first woman elected to Congress from Vermont. Um, I think that's. I think that's what what that was um i just uh I, I was paused and i was pausing on her name and, and reading that and i'm like um really like vermont that's the first time there's a woman um from vermont and i just i had a pause for a minute because i thought really like it i don't know i don't know why. i'm like are we still that far behind where yes. even yes, just a woman are. being elected to congress i know i know it just yes. I had a cognitive dissonance in my brain and it, my mouth stopped working. Yes, we so. are. Yeah, yeah, yes, we are. So uh, again, many of these, many of these good news firsts, unfortunately, also um, remind us of the stark reality of how little we have progressed in terms yeah. of, of, you know, diverse leadership or truly representative leadership um at the at the highest levels it's it's kind of it's kind of sad but it clearly is. it's beginning to change as we as we're seeing this is uh we're seeing this as well uh james rosner the first openly trans man to be elected yeah. to the state legislator in new hampshire uh 
Zoe Zephyr, Montana's first openly trans woman in the state legislature. Um, Lee Fink, first trans person to the Minnesota state legislature. Um, S.J. Howell, first non-binary person elected to the state legislature in Montana. So, yeah, a lot of folks, a lot of folks are showing up and truly being there to represent the people in their constituency that really have not up to this point had a voice at the table. And that's, right. that matters. That matters when you, you, you can't make decisions about things that affect the lives of people if those people aren't in the room and at the table and right. have a voice, right? Because then that's what they call it. What do you call it? Paternalism. When you're like, oh, we, we know what these folks need. No, you don't. Not if they're not part of the discussion, right? So right. That, that has to be there as well. Um, I mentioned earlier about um, Michigan now having complete um, democratic leadership. Um, um, also, Minnesota, Maryland, and Massachusetts, all the M states, the M states. Right. Well, they're, well, they're, they're yeah. other M states, but good for them. Um, so so that's, that's happening um, as well. Um, some states voting to expand voting rights and increasing minimum wages. Uh, we talked about protecting abortion rights uh, before, expanding Medicaid. So there were a lot of there were a lot of little little but very very important wins. Some big wins, some little wins. Again, uh, you know, I don't not to be not to be Debbie Downer here, but uh, you know, there's again still the possibility that Republicans will will end this whole. Um, election cycle controlling both House and Senate. That's still the possibility. But these these are not small, minor things that just no. um, occurred as There's... well. And I think it's a, it's an it's a it is an indication is an indication of truly where people already are and where they want us to go. Well. I, um... And even if they do, you know, if it take over, uh, you know, the House and the Senate, it's still it's not by these giant numbers. Right. So it's not it's not there's I'm I'm really hoping that there are some of these moderate Republicans that have not had a set of balls or a backbone yet to actually speak up and speak out, uh, you know, of what they what they don't agree with, um, you know, and their silence is complicit. And I'm hoping because it's not such a huge, um, if it does win, it won't be this huge gap that maybe somebody will, you know, there might be some speaking up. And I don't know. They they are beginning to. Um, that yeah. More of them are beginning to to say things like, "Yeah, maybe it's time we move on from from Trumpism, or at least, yes, you know, the big yes. lie or stuff like that." Um, and not not getting into camp with Ron DeSantis is any better, but in some ways it might be. Um, you know, I don't I don't know. I, I, well, I don't I'm know. hoping I'm hoping that DeSantis and Trump just sort of that let them go at it and destroy each other. Well, there is there is that hope. There there is that hope. But that sounds terrible. But that's my hope. <laughs> there is that hope. But if there's one thing the Republicans know how to do is roll together yeah so true. so so they may battle but regardless of who wins that battle people are gonna get in lockstep um yeah. at, at least it's, it's been this way up till now i'm open to a change happening um, there's you know there's two two women that i want to mention on our first list that that we didn't mention and both of them are muslim 
Um, yeah. And and so and one of them, uh, Zainab Mohammed, she's uh, the young one, youngest woman elected to the Minnesota Senate. She's an immigrant from Somalia. She's black and she's a Muslim. Nice. And she was elected to Minnesota Senate um, and young. Yeah. Um, and I, um, you know, there is this, you know, part of the, you know, what goes on and you know the the racist practices in our country is just looking at someone's name and you know if you're islamophobic you know all your radar comes up so and she has a name that i'm sure that that occurs for some people um and i'm just i'm tickled Um, because she understands she under she knows being an immigrant a black woman like and young and she's still believes that you know she believes in this in democracy and and yeah. getting involved and being involved when there's a lot of reasons that that someone could say i'm just not gonna i can't well you know she's got and also out of uh minnesota she's got the forerunner uh omar ilhan um ilhan omar, yes sorry, who, yeah uh, who uh yep you know it's been elected and you know we think of minnesota and minneapolis and we think like you know um very white, very um, well. George Floyd, central central state, but but very diverse area. Minneapolis is a very very ethnically diverse city, yep. and yep. and the state of um, um, and the state well, of Minnesota and, as well. So so and Minnesota was one of those states you said that that yeah. gained complete control of exactly. the state government. So. Exactly. So so I'm breathing. Uh, I like a lot of people are breathing a little easier um so far um and i think knowing that the even if republicans take control it will be by such a small margin that they just may not be running roughshod over everything one can hope the other woman that i want to um mention is uh rua roman she's georgia's first muslim woman in the state house and first palestinian ever elected to any public office in the state. So Muslim and Palestinian now, um, you know, I just, I'm so, I'm feeling so hopeful about that because there's so many, you know, facets to, to people's, you know, their social identity that has been so um, beaten on by the, by MAGA and other, you know, far right, Republicans and even not so far right that I am just I'm delighted to see uh, women like Zainab and women like Rua being elected. Yeah, it's time. It's truly time that the government looks more like the the plurality. What's the word? Plurality. Plurality. Yeah, the plu. The that that you know (laughs) the tapestry tapestry. Let's go tapestry. There you go. I can't get plurality out of my face right now. The tapestry <laughs> that the U.S. really is right. It's, it's been it's been a tapestry for a long time, but we've only had mostly white men in mm-hmm. government leadership, and that's beginning to really change. You know, and um, and that's that's good. That's a really really yep. good thing because I think better. Not I think I know better decisions will be made as a result. Well, it's gonna. Uh, there we're you know dismantling patriarchy. Yeah. Um, and you yeah. need you know and people need to be able to you know little girls need to see themselves in 
uh, in government and, you know, yeah. public figures. Yes, they, yes, they do. Little mm. boys need to see it too. Yes. And yes, little girls need yes. it more. <laughs> um, sorry, going to stick with that one. Uh, oh, yeah, no, I'm not. I am <laughs> not disagree. I am not disagreeing with you on the on that part. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm simply I'm simply saying it's it's important for boys and men to see women in leadership. Oh, yes. Dismantle yes. Their yes. own internalized patriarchy. Yeah. Uh, as, well, as, so as that well. anybody, yeah, so anybody can look and say, "Oh, there's me." You know. Exactly. Um. So. And with these, you know, all these firsts, you know, that we've talked about, um, you know, with that comes more progressive policies being won, you know, and not just being introduced, but actually, you know, you know, being passed. Um, There was a, you know, we mentioned the um, legalizing cannabis in Missouri, but also in Maryland. Um, Maryland, you got it going good. Why would you move away from Maryland? (laughs) Well, I'm not entirely moving away from. I'm just not spending winters here. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> That's true. I'm, I'm, Whatever you can get in Maryland, you could probably get in Barbados. I'm embracing uh, again, embracing <laughs> the nomad life and yes. going um like a true snowbird. Uh, <laughs> is, is is what the grand experiment is gonna be in the next couple of years. See if see if I can see if I can keep up with it. It feels it already feels like a lot. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, ener- energy expenditure wise um, yeah yeah you know not to not to mention wallet ex- expenditure well wise, yeah there's that know. too yeah and i can i just say can i just say um you know choosing to to jump into this wonderful nomadic uh lifestyle at a time when we start a platform that could really do with some more financial support from folks you know, timing, timing was never my gift. Um, <laughs> but that being said, I would, I would not have it any other way. Like, yeah. This is, it's, it's so weird. It is, you know, the, the, the oddly, this is the time that I am feeling the most happiest and fulfilled in my life. And it's running concurrent with the lowest income I'm ever making. And when I was making a lot more money, apparently wasn't as happy. I'm not saying the two things are necessarily related directly, but you know, well, you learn, you learn what's important, what things you need or don't need, or do I really want that or not? Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, um, so listeners, please don't hear that my joy means you don't need to help us out some more. Uh, we would truly appreciate it. No, that. it means we need to help out more so we have more joy. So, so we have more joy. Give us <laughs> give us more joy. Um, right. Any more so, any more politics news before we move on? Yeah, just yes. a couple things Go that um, the minimum wage was uh, raised in yes. Washington, D.C., Nebraska, and Nevada. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the right to organize in Illinois. Um, and voting. Yeah, I, I, it was a little bit, that was one of those where I'm like, really just one state. Um, and it's a state, right? Illinois. Um, um, before, uh, Oh, before you move on from that, if, if to our listeners, if you don't understand what a huge deal that is, go listen to, to episode, uh, what was it? What was it? Uh, 45, uh, union talk. Um, yeah. We interviewed my friend Nell. Uh, she's a union researcher and organizer, and and we had some deep discussions around that. So so go back and listen to that episode, and 
um, and get a get a deeper insight about why that's the ability to to unionize and um, and now workers can engage in collective bargaining is huge. Um, yeah, because that that's that's how that's how people's lives get improved, you know, right. and and people aren't just working for pennies anymore. Yeah. Voting rights were expanded in Connecticut and Michigan. Um, equal rights amendment in Nevada. Uh, and then, of course, the uh, abortion rights protections in uh, Vermont, Michigan, Kentucky, California, and Montana. And Medicaid expanded in South Dakota, which is a huge deal, given who's, um, who's the governor yeah. uh, there, reelected. Um, and, and one thing we didn't mention... <laughs> Uh, on the ballot to truly finally abolish the slavery loophole. Oh yeah, it was on four states. Uh, sorry, it was it was it was five states had this on the ballot, and four of them voted to abolish that loophole, except Louisiana. Yep, go Louisiana. Yeah, say the thing out loud. So so you're probably thinking, wait, slavery was abolished a long time ago. Yes, it well, not that long ago, but it was abolished. But it was that loophole. The loophole of the 13th Amendment was that uh, basically forced labor could be kept as a form of punishment right, for breaking laws. So, so slavery gone, but if you were, you know, committed a crime and found, if, and found guilty and you were imprisoned, you could be forced into labor as a result mm-hmm. of that. And what that resulted in is a is massive incarceration, especially for black and brown people, the school to prison pipeline, all that sort of thing. People making uh, what do you call it? A for-profit prisons. All of that is right. built on this amendment. So, so there were, so five States decided we need to close that loophole. Um, and it was on the ballot and Louisiana said, no, we want to, we want to keep it. We want to keep the right to force labor onto people who were in prison. So right. go Louisiana. Right, right. It's Seriously. I we'll just get can't. Him. <laughs> just we'll get them in the end. <laughs> I don't know. And then finally, <sighs> the big lie lost. Yeah, yeah. The big lie lost. Yes. Every gubernatorial candidate who said that they would not have certified Biden's victory in 2020 lost. Yes. Except for Arizona, we don't know yet. Yeah. Yep, um, that is, that Hobbs, is Hobbs is holding this little lead over yeah. Lake. But they the big lie, I mean, that was a huge blow to this too. It was. It was. Not yeah. not not the blow we would have wanted because there were no. other candidates for other, you know, Senate no, no. House positions who maintain that light but but yes it's important it's important that there were that many losses for for the uh, election deniers as well um because i think it's really sending the message that, that yeah people people didn't believe you <laughs> when, right when you're saying it and you kept insulting us by telling us this thing happened that didn't happen um, you kept insulting us when you had all those ridiculous recounts and audits and lawsuits that got thrown out. We talked about this last time, and you're and you're still saying it, even though you, there is no proof, still no proof, still no evidence, but you're still saying yeah. it. And you know, folks are generally saying, "Okay, no, right." Uh, 
Yeah, you know, and we forget that that it's the the worst people with this the big lie and other you know conspiracy theories and making so much making our this you know the political world so vitriolic, so hatred and so violent is far right and far left. Mm-hmm. Um, and said this the other day, and those two groups are only ten percent of our population, but they're so noisy, and so they're nice. so hateful and they're so you know they're so far that i think people just are like whatever like they turn and walk away but i think we saw them show up in the voting yep yeah exactly exactly people people came out and um thank god there's more engaged engagement in voting um so we'll keep an eye out of course as we all are for the remaining races that have not yet been settled um fingers crossed for the senate especially um that that seems pretty likely to to stay in uh democrat control but let's not get ahead of ourselves and party too soon as they say don't get happy right uh, <laughs> till it's all said and done um what is making us happy though is um just as we were sitting down to record this we got the news alert that alex jones one of the most despicable human beings out there was ordered to pay another 473 million in punitive damages for his continuing peddling. It's continuing peddling. Can I say that? Yeah. Yep. Uh, his ongoing peddling of that, that the massacre of uh, Sandy Hook, where 20 children and I think it was like five adults were killed, um, shot, was, was a false flag operation. Um, so he kept spewing that conspiracy. Um, and many people believed him, and he was he was sued. Law to his body against him. Um, the last, the and last it wasn't just that was, people. It wasn't just that people believed him. People that believed him then went and harassed, you yes. know, parents whose children's had children had been murdered. Yes, you know, and yes. families yeah. of the teachers. And yes. I mean, it just, yeah, yeah. And this was coming after a previous verdict of um, nearly a billion dollars. I know. Um, I love it. He 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 laughed and said, "I don't, I don't have the money to pay this." While simultaneously fundraising off yeah. off the result, um, and apparently the uh, the judge has ordered that um, he can't move any of his assets offshore to protect them. So they may they may be some money actually coming out of this. If he doesn't pay this, does he get to go to jail? Like if you if you I mean, how does this work? I need to look into this. You know. So right now he's basically at uh, roughly one and a half billion dollars that he owes right. the families of the Sandy Hook victims. What happens if he doesn't pay? Does does a person who's ordered mandated by court to pay a fine and they don't pay, they get to go yeah. to jail, right? You know what happens? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, whether or not it actually happens is a different. It's a whole different story. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, I mean. Fingers crossed, one way or the other. Of of course, the money is not bringing back the kids, is not bringing back no. the family members that were lost, but but it is sending an important signal that you don't get to keep profiteering off lies and not just lies, but harmful lies um, that 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 wound people and and make things worse. So so I, I don't, and I I just don't understand how you put your head on your pillow at night when he knew what he was doing wasn't true yes yes 
Um, so, and, 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 and I guess, you know, it really, I mean, you say an interesting thing there. So, so it wasn't about proving that he knew what he was saying was wrong because I think on some, I, I don't know, do I believe on some level that he believes that this actually was a fraud? Maybe he believes that. I don't know. Him believing it don't make it so, of course, which is the whole point of, of the case. And a judge actually said it. Your, your believing a thing does not make it true. So, so, but the point is, you can believe what you want to believe, but you, but you keep spreading falsehoods, demonstrative falsehoods, then you will, you will pay the consequences. We're seeing this now with a, uh, um, I keep saying I won't give this man airtime. Jesus, uh, Kanye West, when he said that George Floyd was not suffocated, not uh, killed under the knee of the, pol- yeah. of the former police officer, that it was a fentanyl overdose. And we know this demonstrably to be false because we had a whole trial. And that was the that was the case that the uh, uh, former police officer, whose name I won't say out loud, uh, that was their defense strategy, and that failed. We know that didn't happen, and now the family is suing Kanye West uh, as a result of this to say, like, you know, y- y- you believe what you want to believe when you have that massive a platform and you are spreading these right clearly proven lies, then that's not okay, and. Yeah. So we may have free speech in this country, but we don't have consequence free. It's not a consequence free nation as well. You know, and let's let's you know, I I have to keep correcting myself when I say things like that. That's not what free speech is. Nope. Uh, It's not free. Well, it's not free. And again, again, free speech simply means the government cannot mandate what mm-hmm. a person says or can't say um, uh, that uh, that's not a government employee works for a government institution. That's right. what free speech means. But it does not mean that you can't be held liable for the things that you say. And right. There's laws around that. That's why you can't yell fire in a crowded theater and cause a stampede that's going to kill people. Right. That's one example. So there's there's that. And also free speech is not hate speech. And a lot of people right. confuse it for that. So. Yeah. There's that. Uh, what else? What uh, what other good good news things we got before we before we wrap up here? Well, we just we have one. Um, let's say um, um, a woman that um, she's a, a, a larger black woman. Well, I'm not sure if she's a black woman, um, but she's um, you know 350 pounds. Um, you know, and she's a bikini model. And so she has, you know, at with that weight, she has, um, you know, back rolls and stretch marks and skin folds and, you know, has a, a belly. Um, and she's you mean a, you mean a, a human body, a human body. Yeah, that's that's, you know, round and rolly and um, voluptuous. And voluptuous. Yeah, for some. But, you know, we have in this country huge fat shaming, you know, yeah. that, you um, you know, you have to be skinny and a particular height and, you know, that's what's acceptable. So like me and my body is not acceptable. Um, and neither is this woman in our culture. Mm-hmm. However, she um, she's a bikini model and yep. she loves it. And um, she uh, when people ask her what she does and she tells them, they kind of go, oh, 
what you know like how dare you and like wait a minute and you can you know you can imagine their uh you know the huge amount of discord inside yeah because she doesn't fit um this the patriarchal um the sexist you know image of barbie um but she she says that you know she used to she was really really afraid of how people viewed her and um i get that i know that i watch when i get on an airplane and people are like oh please don't sit in my aisle please don't sit in my aisle right or you know judging what's in my grocery cart when i'm going through the store or whatever but so she was really afraid of the judgments and so she wore long pants and turtle you know anything to cover up um and eventually she just you know she decided that she was doing you know did some work on her own and um and she made one she says uh transition from shielding to showing my body began with a single life-changing life-changing choice i decided my body was worthy um she says it sounds simple but not really but but anyway it just you know the usual yo-yo dieting, you know, losing weight, gaining weight, I'm lovable, I'm not lovable, everyone around you is telling you that you need to be thin and, you know, uh, by men as well, and, you know, your mom, and and I just think, um, you know, I just love it. I, I just, I absolutely love that she's doing this. And uh, she and said the very, first- Sorry, go ahead. The first person who lovingly opposed her fat phobia was her teacher in an acting class that um, had that um, dedicated to, to developing the physical voice. Mm. So in a class designed to give full access to our bodies, her discomfort stood out, which I know that experience. I had the same thing when in seminary with the similar thing, you know, with homiletics, like all of a sudden you want me to stand up front and talk to people, which means everybody's going to be looking at me. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then you want to stick a microphone in my hand while everybody's looking at me. And um, it was it was really painful, really, really painful. But that's where she got to. Um, he challenged her. He said, when are you going to start living, Jen? Now or 50 pounds from now, you know, and, and mm-hmm. pushing her to live now. So she did. Yeah. Uh, it's a beautiful and inspiring story. And um, one that uh, challenges all of us to look at again those internalized discriminations that we have Mm -hmm. and and i think that's great that's 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 the work she's doing she's doing the work to be where she is and she's doing the work to make us look at look at the 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 beliefs the unconscious beliefs that we hold that we don't want to admit that we that Mm -hmm. we do yep so so good good for her um, I know. And Makes me happy. Yay. And good for good good for the elections. Like yeah. we was all a bit worried. Maybe we should go delete episode 60 now. <laughs> so I don't, we don't think miss, so. So we, so we don't miscount. No, we was we was legit worried a little a little bit. Um yes, but it was we were the stress is not going to stop. So oh, it no. was uh, it was how to manage your stress and what is it really and moving through it and yeah exactly exactly um and and this helps this helps this helps a little bit to know that again even uh, you know the the full outcomes are not yet determined the full outcomes might still res- result in republicans controlling the house and the senate but it um but folks came out folks came up folks who want 
to create a world where there's some justice and some some equanimity, some equity, um, where where women are protected, uh, their their bodily autonomy is protected. Like folks showed up and and made a huge statement. Um, and I, uh, the thing that stands out for me is there was a pundit on Fox News who says, yes, we may still come away with control of the House and the Senate, but the Republican Party really has to look at itself, that this was a searing indictment on the Republican Party and the message that it has, and that more people in this country, more and more people in this country are not aligned with their message and their candidates. Right. And, and this midterm, this midterm proves that um, one of the records that was said we didn't mention was um, in terms of the favorability rating of the president in office compared to the victories in the midterm. So President Biden going in the midterm is one of the worst approval ratings of any president. And usually that means that there's like a shellacking of, yeah. of, of their party during the midterms and that did not happen. In fact, the opposite uh, was, was, was happening. And they, again, fingers crossed, we might still hold on to, to the Senate. So, so yeah, so it was, it was, it was good, good results, uh, good day um, and, and, and good news. Um, and we are grateful for it. We're grateful for those of you who continue to listen and spread the word about us. Please tell your friends about us. Let them know they can find with Love and Justice for All and all their favorite podcast platforms. Please subscribe. Please listen and please rate the show uh, on your platform. Give us all the stars that you can, all the thumbs up that you can. If you have friends who don't know, don't know what podcasts are, tell them they can listen to us on the old-fashioned interwebs at withloveandjusticeforall.podbean.com. Please visit projectsanctus.com where you can make donations to help keep the strain running and register for the upcoming workshops, Love and Rage, as well as talking to your people. Um, Love and Rage is this Saturday, November the 12th. So uh, what's today? Today's the 10th. <laughs> so you got two days. And if you're listening to this tomorrow, you got one day. If you're listening to this on the 12th or after, you're shit out of luck. No, we're going to bring it back. We're going to bring back the workshop at some point <laughs> in 2023, I think. Um, yep. But but the talking to your people, you still got some time to uh, sign up for that. And did we mention that we had a scholarship for talking? Oh, I forgot to mention that. We have a yeah. scholarship available for the talking to your people. And the application mm -hmm. for that scholarship is also um, at projectsanctus.com. So thank you all again, as always, for listening. And until we meet again, let's get our holy on. <laughs> <laughs>